This is a podcast from Minute Media. It's the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast with Alex Trateris, John Malika, and Ricey on the beat. Let's go. What's good, everyone? Alex Jeteris here with another Knicks episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. I want to be talking my buddy, my coach, my pal, the man with the plan, the guy who decided to take, how, I don't even know how he did it. He decided to say, Knicks are going to win by what? By single digits. He said single digits, everybody. I'm sorry. What is I'm going on? He's, he does not know what the New York Knicks are this season. <laughs> after, after watching the double overtime, he was not prepared to see the New York Knicks break the 15-game winning losing streak against the Philadelphia 76ers. My guy, the one and only, the gambling betting addict himself, John Malika. What's good, bro? <laughs> What's up, man? It's, it's good to have you back uh, for this Knicks season. Uh, you, you forgot the Orlando home and away in between that, or away at home for us. In we're we're, we're, we're going we're gonna, uh, to get into that. We're I'm just saying, so I, 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 I knew this game was a W. This game was an easy W for me. We had to put it away, and I love that it was in prime time. Usually, the Knicks think in prime time. It was on TNT, mm-hmm. and I love that next game versus the Bulls, the undefeated Bulls, the number one seeded in the Eastern Conference Bulls. <laughs> Don't hype them and up now, too much. <laughs> and now we're, we're, I mean, they put us in prime time. Knicks versus Bulls, like they're they're trying they're trying to see who has the cake because the Seventy Sixers, we just smacked them. Celtics, we just beat them in double over in double overtime. The Bucks have been on and off. Here we are, man. Let's go. Let's go. Let's, I'm ready. Let's go indeed, man. And you had the the honor while I was away on my honeymoon to do the game recap after I got to watch all the IG videos of you being there, <laughs> making some kooky faces, getting really into the game, you having your head, head in your hands because you're like, how could it be double overtime? How could we be in overtime right now? After a Marcus Smart freaking three pointer to tie the game, you I know you was bugging the living daylight. Right in my bro. eye, know, bro. Right in your oh man. But Tatum, dude, Tatum could have killed me. Tatum could have killed me. I'm, I'm so thankful Tatum didn't kill me. Yo, Tatum, RJ did a good job uh, on Tatum that night, but Tatum also was not in his in his normal <laughs> bag as well. So it was it was a perfect mix of both worlds. Yeah. So hey, man, I'll take the W. But let's get into that because. You had the joy of doing it, man. You were also had the you also had the honor of being at the Knicks home opener. Uh, I can only imagine the atmosphere. I mean, I don't even need to imagine. We have side talk just doing bing bong. Knicks are taking it all the way, baby. <laughs> Fresh <laughs> off the corner. <laughs> yeah, man. a little much, but yeah. You would think it was like we we just came out of winning uh, the second game of the playoffs. Because they well, over game. Here's the thing. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I can't speak for everyone else. I can speak for myself and a couple of people that I know that were at not only at, at um, all the playoff games last year, but especially at that game five. And we're also at this home opener. Mm-hmm. And as I said last episode, there was just some demons to exercise, man, like for the Knicks, for us. And so it, it, it was different. And the way that it ended. Like the way that it had to go to double overtime, it had to be dramatic. It had to be emotional. You know what I mean? If we just won by like, 
you know, eight, whatever. It wouldn't have been a big deal, maybe. But the, they got us hyped for that. You know what I mean? They quote unquote gaslit us, and we ha- we had to go crazy because imagine. I feel like we would have been insane if we walked out of there perfectly normal, as if oh yeah, whatever, just a regular game, no problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel oh, like that would have been uh, that would have been more insane than it, how we it, actually acted. It was prime time, right? Prime time, double OT against our division rivals. <laughs> like it, it, it and Home Boston opener. nonetheless. Boston nonetheless, right? Jalen. Jalen Brown is going off for 46 points. Dude, he killed us. Oh, you have, my goodness. You, you have uh, him and Robert Williams, bro. Shaq. <laughs> Baby Shaq. <laughs> Stop. Stop <laughs> gassing up Robert Williams. Yo, he I like, killed us, dude. I, I know. I know. I like Robert Williams. I like the time ward. It's he, He's he's okay. He's cool, okay? <laughs> he killed us, bro. He had a good we game. We have no bro. answer for him. Man, but then you also have Randall popping off with 35. You had him 48 with 32. Man, it was quite a night to remember. These guys came in, gave a show quite a – honestly, that was that should have been the first game of the season because to have a double overtime game between the two oldest franchises, the New York Knicks and the Boston Celtics, the original franchises, right? It's not like the Lakers who moved from Minnesota out to L.A., all right? This 75, baby. Part yeah. of the 75. That's right. This is the original. We're talking about the original teams have not moved, had been the same place from inception. And to have that, of course, is going to, of course, you're going to get Knicks fans hyped, ready to go. It's man. It's like they just did a line and just went outside. <laughs> <laughs> but let's talk about this game, man, because I want to, I want to get into, into a little bit with you and just like get like some of your thoughts about it, because it really is going to set the tone for like the rest of the season. Knicks are shooting a ton of threes, right? We know that everyone's been talking about, hey, we know the coach, we know Tibbs, Kemba, everyone's saying, hey, we're going to try to shoot more threes this season. That's really the goal, right? Bump up the pace. We see that. We saw that in preseason. Are you buying it? Are you buying this three-point shooting team? Because they also not did it against Boston. They did it against Orlando, right? And they did, like the first game against Orlando, not when it was, uh, in New well, York. They tried they, to do it. They, they tried, tried to do it at the second <laughs> Orlando. They tried. The was they shot twenty percent outside D Rose from three. <laughs> Facts. And <laughs> then they did it. And then they did it tonight. We had especially Kemba went nuclear tonight. Are you buying? And not the fact that are they going to shoot threes? Are you buying the fact that they're a good three point shooting team right now? Yeah, okay, that's a great question because. We just have to accept it. That is the philosophy, right? We've seen it through four games. And I, first of all, I, I think it's really cool that Thibodeau, right? The guy that everyone says can't adopt and is so old school is really picking up the analytics, right? The analytics is shoot more three pointers. He picked up, as Kemba said in his post game interview today, he picked up Kemba and Fournier because they want to bring them into space out to pace up and to shoot threes. So, I mean, that that's exactly what happened. So, yeah, number one, we just have to accept it. That's what it is. We're going to live and die by the three. So your your question is, are we going to live by the three? Is is that going to happen? I mean, we have R.J. Barrett and his corner threes that, you know, I, I think there's a big enough sample size outside of him leading the league last year to, you know, now he's still being consistent with it to say that he could hit those threes. Randall hitting those threes and him – not really missing a beat at all, except for when he gets tired. I'm going to throw that out there. Like when he, when, once he loses his legs, his shot is kind of tough. 
But other than that, I mean, Fournier is hitting them at the end. And then if if one of our if one or two of our point guards between Kemba, Rose, and IQ could have forty percent plus in the game from three pointer, I, I think we're fine, man. I, you know, because other than that, we're pretty efficient. Right. Other than the three point uh, debacle, right? That like we're just yeah. like wondering if they're going to go in or out. Everybody else is pretty efficient. You know, I, I keep mentioning it. Mitchell Robinson, if he misses, it's a foul. Otherwise, the guy literally does not miss. Like I, I can't remember the last time he missed. Um, and then we have Randall, who's who and RJ, who I mean, I know RJ doesn't finish in, uh, you know, in the, at the basket for the most part, but. I, I trust them, you know. I, I trust that all those guys in the mid range. I trust Fournier in the mid range. I hope he, I hope he gets more mid range game going. To be honest with you, but I, I like, I like this philosophy. What, what do you, th- what do you think about this philosophy? You know, going into it, it's kind of the new Knicks. And do you, do you think we're going to live or die by him? I, I do. Like we are going to live and die by the three, uh, to to a degree, right? I mean, within two, the first two games, they shot ninety nine. They, they broke the attempt with 54 against the Orlando Magic. Um, yeah. So I, I don't see that ticking down anytime soon. The question is, like I asked, like, are we going to be this good three-point shooting team? Because <laughs> Will we live or thing, die? <laughs> yeah, it, it's one thing, and this is not the first time the Knicks did this. They, they broke the trend back when we had Mel 2012-2013 season. They led the league in most three-point attempts. It's, it wouldn't be shocking again, and they were in the top five by finishing percentage-wise, too, and makes. So it wouldn't surprise me. And they had a pretty again. good record too. And they had a really good record. I'm <laughs> yeah. very happy if that if that's the yeah, case again. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, as of right now, <laughs> the Knicks are shooting 36.7% from three as a team, right? And they're averaging the Orlando second Orlando game was tough, bro. <laughs> you know, it was bad. That was bad. And yeah. they're averaging and they're averaging 49 attempts insane per game. It's it's insane right now. Totally insane. Do I think that, but that hasn't account, that hasn't counted this game yet. So we still have to wait. You know, that is, that's this game just ended. So the stats will be updated tomorrow. But as of right now, I could say, I would say I'm on the side of buying that they're a good three point shooting team. I think if they can stay within the 36%, which is super high, if they could stay, we were, we, we, were so, we were 47%. Oh no, we, we were 43% from three today, 47% from the field. Yes, but. You know, like that's 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 hard to ask for to ask the team to be forty percent because like league average is thirty five point seven percent. Yeah, I know we're killing so it. If, if if they can manage over the over league average, I think they can. I think they can be a thirty seven percent team. I don't think they'll be hitting that on a constant basis every single night because we saw against the Orlando Magic. But I think they will show up against teams that they want to beat, like the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers, like the Chicago Bulls. Um, I, th- I, 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 I could buy it. What about you? Do you? Are you buying that they're a good three-point shooting team? I, I mean, I look at Kemba uh, Walker. I look at Evan Fournier. Just Evan Fournier, Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett. We're talking about three guys who are 40% shooters. Kemba's close to a 40% shooter. You know, Derek Rose, he doesn't take high volume, but he was a 40% shooter last year, and he's around that range again this season. Quickly, he's close to being a 40% shooter. Burks is another one. So I don't – it's hard not to buy, right? It's hard not to buy that they can be a 40% shooting t- – close to a 40% shooting team. And a good three-point shooting team. I think for me, it's just the consistency because we saw against the Orlando Magic, right? Yeah, we're going to have, I would say, five, six of those, you know, home Magic games 
or we're just going to miss a ton of shots. You know, whether that's due to fatigue, whether it's due to injury, you know, or this due to sheer luck, whatever it is. If we're going to shoot this many three just by volume, just by stats, we want to talk analytics. The analytics say we're going to miss, you know, a lot of shots too. And, you know, we're going to have off nights. I don't see us blowing teams out, you know, like, like we did today. I, I hope, you know, I hope it is a trend, but Julius Randle today hit every single opportunistic shot. Like every shot he needed to hit went in, you know, yeah. juxtapose that with, you know, the Celtics game, which was, you know, a, a, the, the only close game we've Another had one. so far. It, the, the only reason we keep referring back to that is because that was really the only close game. We killed the Magic the first game. They killed us the second game. And then we killed the 76ers the third game. So we've been, really been in three blowouts to our favor. And then the only close one was the home opener versus Celtics. So that's really why we keep going back, you know, for that point of reference. And I, I feel like it. Okay. Here's my criticism, right? Here's my criticism with this whole, this whole new offense. And I, I get why we did it. Okay. I don't really think it's an analytics thing. I think. Tibbs knows that he can't have an offense. Like, he can't run an offense. He knows it. He just does whatever the point guard gives him. Whatever the guard is, that's just what he is. So that's why he brought in just three-point shooters like Fournier, like Kemba. And he's like, you know what? Just We're going to shoot threes. You're going to open up, and that's what we're going to do. I like it. I don't know how long it's going to be sustainable for. However, at the end of the day, I don't think we need it. Like I still think we can we can we can still win an 87 82 game. You know what I mean at the end of the day where we're just we're just like fighting like two point baskets. You know whether it's zeros, Randall, Fournier, Mitch Robinson, Tippins, you know Noel's going to come in there and get us second chance rebounds. You know Gibson's going to be hitting the ball out there like just like tipping it. Obi Toppin so, another solid 12 minutes from him today. He's going to be in there. I mean, what, what, what do you think? Do you, do you think that barring injury and forget the three point, you know, stance or analytics or whatever, whatever, whatever our, our goal is there? Do you think that the Knicks, if they say they, they abandoned that for some reason, like they were just, here's the thing. Okay. Like in the Hawks series, we panic. Right. We panic in the playoffs. Right. I know I'm thinking ahead, but we panic in the playoffs. Like something, if something goes wrong, like two games in a row, we're just going to switch everything. So say we miss, say game one and game two, we, we go, we do like home Orlando. We, we go 20%. Right. Do you think the Knicks are capable of being able to just like get down and dirty and like play defense and win with the mid range and, you know, the inside game and the pick and roll? Yeah. I think so. I think they can do that. You know, I think. I wouldn't say this team is going to strictly live and die by the three. I mean, Kemba Walker is a good mid-range shooter. Julius Randle is a good mid-range shooter. RJ is slowly becoming a better mid-range shooter. Evan Fournier is a good mid-range shooter. Um, Burks is a good mid-range shooter. So is D. Rose. Quickly loves the floater. He's not really a mid-range shooter, but you can utilize that. So with those guys alone, I think we can operate in the in-between, right, the 15-foot range. But the thing that I would say about – I think what you're trying to get to is like, can they adapt? I think this team can adapt. Like we're seeing that Tibbs has adapted, right? Even with talking to three point shooting. And even though Tibbs is not really the offensive guy, and this is why I wanted to get to, it's Johnny Bryan who's doing that. The assistant head coach, right? It was, it was, it was 
discussed, written about, reported that when he was out in Utah, he would draw some of these offensive plays for Quinn Snyder. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's doing the same thing here for the Knicks because that's, you know, he's known for helping develop Donovan Mitchell, Damian Lillard, guys who are great offensively. So I can only see that he's helping this team as well. But I don't think I, I do think that this team is going to be a good three-point shooting team. I do think they are, are going to be able to work in the mid-range. I mean, it's just going to take time for them to gel. That's why we're seeing all these. That's why we're seeing the starters in even in a blow a game to the last minute because they have to work these things out. They have to get comfortable seeing different looks, playing teams differently. And they played the Celtics pretty well. I think that was an even shot distribution. It wasn't all threes. Like they were getting in the paint. They were getting in down low. You talk about Julius Randle, opportunistic shots. I'm just accustomed to him doing it at this, this point. It doesn't look like it's going to go in, but it does just, it just goes in. <laughs> it is what it is. Dude, you could point. tell, you could tell, uh, you could tell when he wants the ball. And you could tell that he has the respect of our team to just get him the ball. And yeah. dare I say he's mellow-esque during those times where he just like backs he up is. that defender on, on, you is. know, d- down the baseline and, and takes it, whether he's going to, you know, put a spin move on him and take him from the back, you know, in the back, or he's going to, you know, face him up, take him to the hole, take it for the fadeaway. Either way, I have confidence that it's going to go in. Whether or not it goes in, I'm honestly okay with it. Like that shot, yeah. the, the RJ Barrett, you know, a corner threes, the, like IQ, you know, threes from way too far off the line or mm-hmm. floaters, Fournier threes. Like there's some things that you cannot be mad at anymore. You know, D Rose floaters off the glass. You know what I mean? Like there's mm-hmm. some, even if he misses 11 of those in a row, like it's okay. He, he, he's still. He still has the green light on those. So I, I, I do like the chemistry we have. There's definitely a confidence. Nobody is scared to give the next player the ball. There's definitely no egos around. So overall, man, I'm super hyped about what the Knicks are doing right now. So what? We lost, uh, you know, against Orlando because we shot 20% outside D Rose from the three. Like, so what? Who cares? We split a home and away. It's fine. Like yeah. we just beat the Celtics and the 76ers who are both in our division and both are supposed to be better than us in, in league standings this year. And our next game is huge. Oh my goodness. It's absolutely huge. I'm so, I mean, I'm so happy that the NBA recognizes how big it is and put us in prime time. And I'm, and today I'm so happy that we, kind of put those cobwebs away of not only the 76ers streak, like you mentioned, but also just a prime time, man. <laughs> the Knicks and We're the Jets. We're getting more prime times. <laughs> we stink in prime time, man. We just stink in prime time. Like, I'm so happy today. We, like, you know, it was a wrap from 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 tip-off. Yeah. So we're capable. And, you know, we'll get into the Bulls game shortly. But I... I I, I think we're going to come in hot, right? I mean, they get, they're, they're about to Have fly to. out to Chicago. Have to find a gym to shoot around in. Have and then it's, to. it's about to be, it's about to be time for Chicago, man. I'm, I'm, I'm hyped, dude. Have to, have to, have to. I think both these teams are going to be hyped. I think we're going to get a really good game because you have the Bulls who are trying to make a statement. Everyone's, you know, there's, you have fan, you have the Bulls fans who are somewhat excited for what they have going on. They're not fully, you know, embracing the Lonzo, DeRozan, Caruso. 
you know, that whole squad uh, with Levine as well and Vooch. But then you have the others who are like, oh, I can see this being a really good offensive team. And they came out there 4-0. Granted, they've had struggles against teams they should be putting away easily, right? Mm-hmm. But I think both these teams, when it comes to the Knicks and the Bulls, they have a statement to make. We'll get further into that and why I think they have a statement to make. But, you know, I want to just touch on Julius Randle because, you know, for one of my game notes, I did mention that him and Rose were the only two that showed up against the Orlando Magic on the second game. And someone said, you know, Randall had a poor shooting form, which went 8 for 24. It's like, yeah, he went 8 for 24, but he went 12 for 14 at the line and still got 30 points. He's still Dude. drawing contact. He's still getting to the line. That's a part of the game. You know, I'm everyone, so happy you said that. everyone was saying that, you know, everyone talks about James Harden when he was on the Rockets, even on the net saying, oh, he gets to the line, you know, it's ugly 30, but it's still 30 points. Okay. Randall got us 30 points. <laughs> he got us 30 points, 16 rebounds, you know, and the other, and everyone else, didn't show up that night. So when I say him and Rose showed up, Rose was definitely more efficient in that aspect from the field, but Randall still put in that work to get 30. Okay. And no one else showed up. Okay. Kemba was off that night. Fournier was off that night. RJ couldn't be found. Toppin was <laughs> MIA. Gibson was, you know, we, we, we asked Gibson not to do much, but then you had Alec Burks who was like, yeah. And then quickly was just, you know, quickly goes from like, either hitting everything to hitting nothing and rarely do you get anything in between. So dude, I'm so happy you mentioned that stuff about, about getting to the line. And that's really been the biggest difference maker in my opinion, besides the three pointers, which have been obvious getting to the free throw line and making the free throws has been huge, man, going 14 for 15 from the line today. And you can tell, you can tell that momentum is changing, dude. They're getting to the line whenever there's some sort of hot streak going in for the Sixers. Whenever they're stat, whenever the Knicks are stagnant, they're getting to the line and they're hitting the free throws. I mean, now they are. <laughs> they weren't in the beginning. That's I, I, so I'm saying. Like today, that was huge. Like I'm, yeah. I'm not, that's why I'm happy you said that. And I think that's going to be a big catalyst for the Knicks going forward. Obviously, the three pointers are obvious. You, they're they're going to pull. And we're going to see what happens. Yep. But for the free throws, you have to be consistent on the free throws. You have to. For sure. For sure. But I, I do want to talk about today's game too, John. So let's, let's get into the Sixers game because we just watched it. We're, we're, we talked on how it's a blowout. I thought it was a very well-rounded team effort, which is something I really like about this team. It's not having to rely on Julius Randle or even RJ for that matter. And even ask for like Derek Rose to have to do more than he's, any more than what we need him to do to being that guy off the bench today we truly we we truly have a well-rounded team the depth just 10 dudes man 10 dudes it's insane but let me just read out the number let me just read out the points right and obviously the game is more than just the points. rebounding says 16 from randall seven from Mm. mitch nine from kemba walker 18 from fournier 10 from rj nine from obi toppin Four from Taj Gibson, 13 from Derrick Rose, eight from Burks, eight from Quickly. That is some well-rounded offense. Let's go. Like, that is insanity. With 112 points, that's insanity. If you told me that the New York Knicks were going to be a true team, where it, you didn't know who could, outside of Julius Randle and knowing that Julius Randle was going to get his, that you don't know where everything else is really going to come from. Sure, you know Kemba could score. You know Evan Fournier could score. RJ can go get his, too. And then off the bench, you definitely know Rose can get his. And then it's either between Burks or quickly whoever's going to go off that night. And then Toppin being 
steady. Tavin being steady, eight to ten points. I know he had thirteen the other night, but that like that's the range. Like he, he we're going to talk about ten points for Toppin. Dude, I know, I know, that's insane. No, I know. He, had, he had nine points yeah. in twelve minutes. Yeah. Not even like, and most of those plays were even drawn yeah. up for him. They were not even drawn up for Toppin. That's crazy. I know. He's so he's very Sean Marion-y. He really gives me Sean Marion vibes. Where he has a, he has a weird quick release. He can fly. And his two points, like, just mean because his shot doesn't look like it should go in. When it does go in, you get hyped and he flies. He's and he can play D, like, sort of. Like, he's very short, Marion E. Um, in that Wait until we start getting plays drawn for him and he really looks like, uh, Stoudemire 2.0. <laughs> I mean, I don't think that'll be this year. I think, I think that's, I think that's, I think that's the next offseason jump for Obi to yeah. actually, like, try to score on offense. Yeah. Right now he's right now he's fine. Your boy's cooking, I, I, man. Dude, I love it, man. I, I I really love it. And RJ Barrett is slowly eating minutes. Him and Randall are keeping up. And <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. Now they have Fournier. They ha- they they finally have their quote unquote big three. I know I know it sounds like corny. I know it sounds silly to say Randall Barrett and Fournier are big three, but that's the Knicks' big three. That's what we're rolling with right now. And they all put up 30 plus minutes every single game. And so we're really going to live and die by them. And we, we have the split between Kemba and Rose. We got the centers splitting minutes and seeing who is going to foul out first. <laughs> I don't know, like who, who has money on it between them. Like, <laughs> like I, we well, need Noel back. <laughs> well, shout out to Mitch, man. Cause Mitch, I know you got five fouls today and Embiid is no like Embiid's and honestly. <laughs> And Taj, but you know, like Embiid, Embiid is no—he's no, he's no pushover. He's a tough guy. He's to, huge, to, bro. He's huge, and he gets calls. Like he legit gets calls too. So you know, he's going to rack up. But you think like, Randall's just, been getting calls. No, really. I think, he, I think like, he's I think starting he, to. I think he's starting to, but I don't think yeah. he's getting the calls that he should be getting. It's like, getting me hyped. T- I, it's getting me hyped that he's he, getting he calls. needs to start to getting. Be honest he, with you. He needs to start getting the calls of like what, uh, who's a good, who's a good, like not Kevin Durant, LeBron James. That, that's those, those type of calls are just are ridiculous. But yeah. like if he gets, who's a good, like if he gets like, I don't even know, I guess I, like even Giannis calls, I guess, like is that it? Like is that, cause no one wants to see Giannis at the line cause like he's just, even though he did really well. It takes the half finals, an hour. Yeah. He takes, <laughs> pull out the chair, read a newspaper, <laughs> take a sip of lemonade, go right back. And yeah, take I'm really annoying with that, but whatever. Uh, it is what it is, but I don't know who's a good comp for for Randall. But he's starting to get the calls. I agree with you. He's starting to get the calls, but not fully yet. Let's wait. Mellow. Wait. I think that's probably. <sighs> you know what? No, because Mellow didn't get calls, and that's what actually okay, irritated me. Sorry, I mean to trigger you. The, 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 trigger. That, that triggers me because when we had Mellow, he didn't my get bad, calls, and I really, I really hated that nonsense. <laughs> this man would get hit over the head, bodied, and it's just like. Dude, like I get. All I remember is all I remember is that uh, that uh, headband one where it went over his eyes and he left. Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. He didn't get the call, (laughs) and he did not get the call. It's like, bro, how's my like? He legit was like, how's my headband? And he left that on. He like took a defensive possession off. I remember. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, have a shout out to to Melo getting on the uh, all time scoring list, taking another step up. Shout out to him. And and being the best player on the Lakers for their only win. Shout out to him. He's probably going to lead them to their win tonight with LeBron out. Probably. Yo, um, Mel. Uh, him oh, and Westbrook at it again. Okay. 
The last I have a question time I for you. <laughs> I have a question for you. What's, what's the question? What happens first? Mitchell Robinson miss or Kevin Knox bucket? Good ward. Uh, did Kevin Knox already get a bucket? I feel like no, I'm saying from I'm saying from now. Oh, from now. From now. Did he did he get in? Personal no, he didn't. Lineup. He got. I think he got in for the Orlando game, like in the last couple minutes. Okay. Uh, let me let me check. No, he here. hasn't scored yet. Yeah. Oh, so he hasn't <clears> scored yet. No, he hasn't scored. Okay, so yeah. Ooh. Who, what happens first? Ooh. Ooh. It's got to be Mitch missing a bucket. Sadly. Really. He's, yeah. Here's the thing. Mitch, I'm 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 Mitch shocked. Been that... fire, man. Mitch has been on fire. I know. I'm shocked that we can't get. I I know that Macri had to take the heat for this. But like we're never gonna bench anybody during like if we're gonna blow teams out, we're never gonna bench anyone for these. That's not. I don't see. I don't. I don't agree with that because I feel like let's let's get into this conversation because I I, I know the minutes. I know the minutes is a very good question. I look at the beginning of the season right now as a, a run to get this starting unit and everybody in shape for what's coming later. Because we look at the Lakers, we look at the Nets, right? We're not sure. the, we're not those te- we're not those teams that can just turn it on like halfway. Doesn't matter the seating, and we're good to go. This is year sure. two of like needing to like work out the kinks, especially with two guys like Evan Fournier and Kemba Walker in the starting rotation, because it's not Julius and RJ anymore being the two primary guys. It's Randall and essentially who's hot that night, right? So I still think it's going to take some time for them to gel, like four preseason games. Four regular Bro, season. We're up eight 18 games. with a minute 30 left. What are we talking about here? Dude, I still <laughs> think Tibbs wants to get them like, I still think. You like, can put Kevin like, Knox in there to play in the basketball game. He hasn't scored a basket yet. He's allowed uh, to Tibbs play. does not care, bro. He has two centers with five fouls. You could take one out and put Sims in. It's okay. We're not going to lose. It's a minute 30 seconds left. The chemistry's not going to fall. The season's not going to fall apart. Everything's fine, dude. Just get the, like, that's why. Well, are, are, are we talking about with, like, a minute 30 left, or are we talking about with, like, five minutes left? Yeah, dude, no, like, like anything. Two minutes left. Like, he, he's okay subbing players in for, like, 24 seconds. You know, he'll put Obi in for 24 seconds. I know, he puts McBride in for, like, four seconds. Yeah, he I'm doesn't like, care. What's going but, on like, here? When it's the end of the game, minute 30, he's like, no, like, we have to, we have to get, like, What's going on? Why can't he just take these players out? I don't uh, know. He, he knows that he knows that Chicago's coming up, right? He knows we have to start. We have to travel tonight. Get on a plane. Go to Chicago. They're gonna shoot around. It's go to Chicago. But dude, look, let's like, look at the. But what's the minutes? Just, it's like it's thirty I minutes. The, I know. I, here's the thing. That's why I'm not even like trying to be that guy to like look at the box score, look at the minutes, and like see it. We're up. We're up. <laughs> like we're simply up. <laughs> Almost 20 points with a minute 30 to two minutes left in the fourth quarter. The game is over. It's okay. Like, put in some players. I didn't say, I didn't say five in, five out. Like, it's okay to just like take out Randall, leave an RJ one game. Next game, if that happens, you know, God willing, if that happens, we're blowing a team out, you know, keep RJ, you know, keep RJ, uh, Art Randall and take RJ out, something like that. Like, it's okay. I will concede on like for Randall because he had he led with thirty six minutes. Obi only had twelve. You can give Obi a couple more minutes. It didn't have. He could have put no, Obi, Obi in could there. Stay. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Obi could yeah. Stay. No, I agree. I agree with that. I agree with that. Unfortunately for Jericho Sims, because he's on a two way, he can only play so many actual NBA games before you have to convert him into a full time player and take up a sure, roster spot. Sure. 
So Sims, like that's that's gonna be a rare. I'm sure someone's saying like, if we need Sims, like he's break glass in case of emergency. He's, sure, he's not sure. gonna get that many minutes. That's a good point. Um, Knox, Knox, but I agree. The game? But I agree with you. <laughs> you're talking about Obi Toppin then. Like you're talking about Obi. But I mean, going for RJ, bro. It's fine. We're up twenty points with a minute left. There's no there's no need to like. We don't I mean, our, like d- defensive matchup ta- and talk about like making plays, bro. Let's get him in the game. Get him, get him a rebound. Maybe an assist. Shoot a three pointer. It's fine. I don't think Tibbs has to trust him that much on defense in order to do that, though. <laughs> I'm not like criticizing. That's the biggest it's question. I'm just, is, saying. I'm just saying. I agree with you, though. In, in, I agree. These, in these blowouts I that we've you. never seen, we, we have two already, and I don't know if they're gonna come. You know, and we got blown out the other week. I don't know if they're gonna come either way. The rest of the season, I'm just it's three three out of four so far have been blowouts. So I'm just saying, like either or, can we just see these guys? It's fun. Like let me just see McBride, bro. It's the Grimes. Like it's it's all I, good, dude. You love them. It's a minute <laughs> left. Like let me just see what happens. I agree. I agree with this. I agree with that. St- I agree with that statement, especially when it comes later into the season. I think just because it's early in the season. Whatever possessions they have, I think Tibbs will get him like valuable minutes for just getting runs because it's been reported numerous times he they don't he doesn't host that many practices anymore. He's reduced that that way guys get enough rest to be ready to play more minutes in games. So I feel like he uses these type of minutes as actual practices to just get another set yeah. in. You know, I just that's, that Chicago's I'm been just, waiting I, two days. Chicago's been waiting two days for us. I, I just know. hate that. And, and my, my, the only, if I had to have a gripe, it'd be like Randall. He played 36 minutes. I'm like, all right, this dude played double OT. You put yeah. him 30 minutes, 30 minutes, 30. And then we're doing it again. Like you didn't need him to have 36 minutes tonight. Have to go to Orlando cool for no it. reason. Like, and, and, the thing is, <laughs> and I agree with you on that because Obi Toppin has showed that, hey, he can do it, especially in that preseason game. Like when he started, it didn't look pretty in the first half, but he came alive in the second half. So, Obi, I can get with getting more minutes. You want to talk about pulling out RJ uh, to get Knox in? Sure. I would say quickly or somebody else, someone who had like less minutes yeah. on the bench too. Yeah, you know, some, something like that. Quickly's that, not going to get tired, bro. <laughs> quickly and Obi are not going to get tired, dude. Just put them in. Like, 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 I don't know. We can move on. I'm just saying. Uh, That's nah, I think. I, I'm just hear, worried about the Bulls. I'm like, I'm looking ahead a little bit. Like, the game's over. I'm looking ahead. Like The Bulls are waiting for us. We've earned this. Like, it's not like we're getting smacked and it's like we're waving the white flag. Okay. Like I get that. If you have a mentality, you know, we have these reps. We got to figure it out. I get it. But you know, we've earned this man because the, the bulls are coming up and I, I really don't want to lose to the bulls, dude. I, I don't want to, I don't do want I. the bulls to go five and oh and the Knicks to be, Oh, we're just pretenders. We got to get it together. That's going to be the narrative. I don't oh, want man. that. I want to go into Chicago and kick some butt. Yeah, I agree with you. I want that too. And I think that's going to happen. But uh, I do want to ask you this question because uh, after watching uh, the Sixers and Knicks play tonight, how do you feel about Mitch, man? Like, I know you say he's not going to miss if he misses it's because he's getting fouled. How do you feel about him, man? Like, he looks stronger. He's not getting two guys that bodied him last season. Joel Embiid, Andre Drummond on the same team. He didn't look like he was getting bodied out there, man. It looks like he was actually holding his own. Sure, he had the five fouls. Like we said, Embiid's going to get his calls. But how do you feel about him, man? I, I like what Mitch has shown over these first couple of games. He's been scaring the living crap out of us because it looks like, not again. Oh, my goodness. Not again. That was, that not was, again. I, I forgot. Yeah, I also forgot. I tried to erase that memory. Men in Black stuff in my brain. It was once. It was, it was I know. Something. I erased it from my brain. And he came back running. 
Like, it's all like running back from the locker room and then he tweeted at us. Mitch is the man. And I, I hate to be that guy, but all my crazy, quote unquote, hot, insane offseason takes. And one of them being, if you give Mitch the full extension, it's literally a discount. I mean, it's coming to fruition now. I know it's early and I know we have nothing to lose. And I know he can get injured at any time. I get that all. I'm just saying, Mitch on a max extension for what he can, for what we can give him in the 50s or whatever it is, is a steal. It's a literal steal. The guy hasn't missed a shot in years. I don't know what to tell you. What else do you want? He blocks. He Yo. when he's available, he blocks. He changes how offenses operate because he's great on the pick and roll perimeter defense. He's great on the interior. He gets rebounds. He gets second chance buckets and rebounds. I mean, what else do you want from the guy? And he doesn't miss. You said it all, man. And look, you see how he plays the pick and roll. You see how he's guarding like anyone on the perimeter, getting rebounds. Dude, he's, been, he's boxing out better. He's setting better screens. Like they're not the screens are not perfect yet, but he's setting better screens. He can he's he can bigger. improve on the screens. He's bigger, but he can still get better contact on some of these guys uh, when he's setting the screen. Boxing out, he's much better. Dude, it is night and day, and he's not jumping at everything. And he's not necessarily using his hands either, right? Because when we saw young Mitch, he'd, like, use his hands, just, like, try to hit everybody. Like, it's just hitting everybody in the face. Yeah, flail. Yeah, now he's not doing that. He's actually staying grounded, not trying to block everything. he, he looks like my CYO kids playing defense. And, you know, he's always going, he's always going like this. And every time he gets a foul, he's just like, I was going like this, like straight up. Cause like, he knows he's like prone to getting fouls. And he knows he's like taller than everyone. Uh, he's, yes. he's such a, he's such a lovable character. Really is. I'm happy for Mitch. I like the way he's playing. And I think this, this game tonight, it's not necessarily the offense that stood out tonight. For me, it was how Mitchell Robinson was able to hold his own. He, it wasn't, Spectacular again against Embiid. Granted, Embiid looked like he was just winded too. I don't know why Embiid looks winded. Maybe he had too many burgers before the start of this game. No, but because his knee, bro. It's always it's always something with uh, Embiid. Well, he okay. heard he he heard it last game too. There was like a mini rumor that he was quote unquote testing it pregame today. Oh, shout out to Off the Ball Network from Chris LeBron. Fact. Shout out to Chris LeBron. Does great work over there uh, at Off the Ball Network and Off the Ball Podcast. But I would say this about the Sixers, man. No Ben Simmons. Don't buy this team <laughs> at all. Nothing. Nada. Zero. I don't, talk, I don't want to talk about that. But, yeah, I feel you. No, I'm just, just saying. I don't, we don't have to go in depth about that. I just don't buy this team. Do not buy this team at all. Uh, it looks dysfunctional. Um, I feel you. But let's, but let's get into the next game, man, because we got the Bulls coming they out. They also live and die by the three, by the way. But, yeah. <laughs> they do. They just they miss do. a lot. No. No, they do. I mean, you got Danny Green, Tobias Harris, you got Seth Curry. Those guys just shoot three. Twenty nine percent, bro. They literally they got they won twelve for forty one. If they hit a couple more of those, they're they're right in this game. They just they basically did exactly what we did against Orlando. So they're 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 living and dying by the three. They're doing exactly what we did. They just had a bad game. They're gonna be fine. I still don't buy them as a team though, because they uh, it doesn't look it hasn't looked pretty just watching them at all. It seems like there's just too much. I'm, Listen, bro. Maxi went over three from threes. Seth Curry He's not a three point shooter. Four from three. 
Okay, stop. These people they went over and then and beat two, two, three. I know, but don't, don't you can anybody else just don't come at me with Maxi. <laughs> don't come at me with Maxi. Just to, anybody else. You can tell me. Gomez went two you for eight from three, bro. Yes, fine. <laughs> Tobias Harris on two for six. It's, like, oh it's they were, they were I, so I, I, Those guys are three-point shooters. Maxie's not a three-point shooter like that. Come on. What do you mean, come on? <laughs> he can hit one. He can hit one. Right? <laughs> he can hit one. He's not a three. You're like, you're acting like this man goes like five for eight. I'm like, come on. Bro, <laughs> I mean, they missed a lot. I'm just saying. I don't think our defense is that spectacular to make them go 12 for I agree with all those points. <laughs> yeah. I agree with all those points. <laughs> But let's uh, let's get into this game, and then we'll talk. We'll wrap it up by saying what our prediction is for the week. Um, we got the Bulls, man. We got the Bulls coming up four and zero. Talked about it. I think this is going to be a big game. I, I, I alluded to saying that both these teams are going to come in here with a big chip on their shoulder. Both of them. This is a statement game for both teams. Hell yeah! Bull, Bulls are have not. The Bulls haven't played anyone real yet. Okay. The, the New York Knicks are a real team. Who, who, who do you think the Bulls are playing as a real team? No, I agree. They played absolutely oh, nobody. Okay. Pistons, uh, Flies, like, Pelicans. Yeah. And the Raptors. Nobody. And the Raptors. They beat the Raptors. Okay. I what? mean, we have the, the thing is, like, I don't want to speak, I don't want to talk too much on that because we literally have the Pel- the Bulls and then Pelicans and Raptors coming up. So I don't want to talk too much smack about that. It's, it's, not, it's, not, it's, not, it's not talking smack. I'm not saying like they are all, these are all like horrendous teams. I'm just saying that it isn't the the top rate. It's not the Nets. It's not the Bucks. You're not talking about like the, the face of Suns or anyone like that. We're we're talking about teams like that Sixers. are Sixers who are who are supposed to be you know ranked as a good team. Like we, we were talking Celtics. about Celtics. <laughs> Celtics are rated as like ranked as a good oh, team, but like, but like you know Sixers. So are they? Right. That's all I'm saying. If the Bulls play them and they beat them, I'm like, all right, now we uh, now we got something to talk about here. But this is a big thing for the Bulls. Four and zero, they've only beat they beat the Pelicans, Pistons, Raptors. Uh, now they're coming against us. We're a better team. We're a deep team. Okay, we're I know that we're projected to be fifth, sixth around there according to NBA analysts over at Major Media's uh, Major Media Networks. I should say two words for you: fifty burger. Fifty burger. I know. Get the get the special <laughs> ready, uh, but. And then for the Knicks, this is a big game because they're facing an undefeated team and they have to come in here and the Bulls are getting a lot of hype right now. So if they allow the Bulls to continue that hype, then as you point out, John, it's like, what are the Knicks? <laughs> Listen, man, as long as Lonzo Ball doesn't block us like you blocked Isaiah Stewart, Yo. I, I, think we, I think we can walk away. <laughs> How'd you feel okay. seeing that? How'd you feel seeing that? Side note. It hurt. It really it hurt, hurt inside. It hurt for you. I mean, I like Lonzo. It, it, it was happy. But I I lo- it, was, it was great for me. I was thinking, when I saw that, I was like, oh, John can't be feeling great about this. But I'm feeling fantastic because Lonzo's looking good right now. I'm like. I love Lonzo, man. I love Lonzo. And I mean, I love Isaiah Stewart, but we're on the Bulls right now. Uh, DeRozan's been playing unbelievable. I think he's yes. going to slow down. Vooch has been kind of slowly getting into a role. Is he playing? I know he's questionable, but I think, I think he's playing. Uh, um, just based on fantasy basketball, he got the Q by his name. Um, when he's I was play, looking I think earlier, he's playing. I mean, he's, he's played playing. four. He's played four. Yeah, his numbers are down, but he's still getting that double double. 
Mm-hmm. It's going to be actually a pretty good matchup in my opinion. I just think that if we D them down, I don't think that pause. I don't think that we are going to, I think they're not going to be able to stand a chance. I really, I really, I really, I really don't. Like I legitimately, I know it's scary because we're talking about the New York Knicks and I get that. And now they're going on the road and technically reversing the best team in the East. And they're the new thing, right? Chicago Bulls are the new and upcoming thing, right? They pace it. They got free agents. They're good to go. They got Vooch. They still got the center. Like, Santa playing small ball. I don't know. I I think we could actually kill the Bulls. But, well, I mean, we'll, oh. we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I, 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 I just think that we are that we could be their literal kryptonites, a team that plays defense and also can score. Like, we're, we're I, I feel like we're going to, we're going to, if they, take a bunch of shots like they're used to in volume and it misses, like it fo- finally falls the other way. Those are going to be basically turnovers. And now we have pace. Like it's a, a high volume team shooters that miss a la the 76ers today are going to run into a real problem with the Knicks because we finally could pace the ball. That's all yes. I'm saying. And we didn't even score that well in transition. To, like we didn't really take advantage of transition today. Uh, transition scoring, but that's a, that's a dimension the Knicks do have as well. And that's really the thing that, the, that scares me about the Bulls because we aren't the same defensive team as last season. So the Bulls in transition are a scary team with DeRozan, Levine, Lonzo, and even Caruso out there because you're talking about four, you know, four like ball handlers that can just move up and down the court and figure out who to get it to, uh, in the blink of an eye. Mm-hmm. But looking at this team, like outside, like if if I just go like we look at Levine, we look at DeRozan, we look at Vooch, we look at Ball, we look at Caruso, we look at Patrick Williams. After that, who else do they have? Those are the six players. Dude, that, that, that's what that's what I listen. This is what I've been preaching before the season started. Their depth is so bad, and they don't play defense. Like, but who, who, what they're good at is pace and shooting. And I yes. mean, they, this is exactly what they've been, they've ran and, their first their first four teams out of the gym with that three teams and, really. And they have to rely on those guys because when I end it with Patrick Williams, those are the those are the six guys that play 27 minutes plus. After that, you have Javante Green who's playing 15. You have Troy Brown playing 12. You have Elise Johnson playing 11. After that, let's not even let's not even worry about the remainder mm-hmm. of the bench. Our bench, dude. The the, the key to this point. game. The key to this game for us, our bench. Seriously. Yep. Our bench. Once our bench goes out there, we're blowing this team out the water. That's how I. That's how I look at it. And I, I D wrote like our bench beats most benches, just hands down. We have the depth to do that. You know, that was a good thing about this team, like bringing everybody back. We had, you know, for differential, this team is a seven plus seventeen point eight, and I, and I and I mentioned this in like a piece I wrote for KFTV. Like that's between thirty five to forty best lineups in the NBA that's with starters and bench units and to bring that back for another season uh the Knicks the Knicks should have this game I believe the Knicks will have this game because I just don't see I just don't see the Bulls you're I don't see as much as I like Lonzo as much as I I think this team is very interesting I think I think it is a fun league pass team as you've always said I just don't see them Defensively, and I don't see them being able to match shot for shot like what we can do, especially if the Knicks are on. 
That's how I feel about this. Okay, so does that mean we're going to go two and zero on this on this little mini road trip? Because after the Bulls, we go to New Orleans, and we got that the one, that was B- scary. Booger Mc Booger McZion list <laughs> Pelicans. <laughs> that one, see now the Pelicans actually like we should beat the Pelicans. That one actually kind of scares me because I don't know how this team's going to. I don't know how this team travels yet. That's the question. How does this team travel from city to city, right? We did okay we the saw... first time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we did it okay the work. first time. We did okay. I mean, you know, we beat Orlando. Killed Orlando. Yeah. yeah, but then we came back. That's what I'm saying. Like, So that's the, that's the travel I'm looking I mean, they're both – they're we're on the road, though. They're both. Yeah. Chicago yeah. and – I know they're both on the road, road, but that's what I'm saying. Like, now we're, we're, we're extending this road trip. So that's – you know, we're, we're coming back to New York <laughs> On the back, what was it? it was, well, that's not what I, back yeah, well, I, well, well, we'll get into it. But that's why I'm worried about the Raptors game after these two, because I think we're actually going to win both of these two games. I okay. think we're going to win the Chicago game, and then we're going to be we're going to beat the Pelicans, even though it's going to be a tough game. And they have some good good players outside of Valanciunas and Ingram. Like we're talking about depth, like they have that right with Kira Lewis and even Josh Hart. Yeah, dude, and you know Alexander Walker has been playing pretty good. Devontae Graham, obviously, Jackson Hayes is always fun to watch. I mean, I I think it's going to be a better game than people think, especially if we beat the Bulls. Right? I agree with that. Yeah, uh, I I think we can beat the Pelicans, but I, I'm actually scared of the Raptors coming home. Right, I, I, and that's the type of game where I don't know how I if, if I trust the Knicks. See, I know we're projecting a little farther. But in general, like we should lose to the Pelicans and beat the Raptors, right? Just based on our matchup, our matchup woes. But I just feel like we're going to be good for the road, and we're going to mess up when we come home, unless they unless they fix that. What do you think? So, see, I am actually worried about the Pelicans because I think the Knicks will actually show up for the Raptors. I think there's more to show up for for the Raptors than there is the Pelicans, and that's kind of why I'm, how I'm looking at this team. I think they took it a little too easy against the Magic, the second game, because they were like, oh, we're, we're good. I think they'll beat the Bulls. They're like, we just defeat, we just beat the Sixers. We just beat the undefeated team. Pelicans are like, right. ah, we got this one. So you think the Pelicans are the trap game before they go home back versus the yes. Raptors? Okay, yes. I like that. I like that. And then and then for the there. Raptors, they're going to say, look, we, they, there's Fred Van Bleed over there. You got Siakam. He's been stinking, dude. I know he's, I know it's, it's, just, it's not necessarily the talent. It's the name, right? Because people are talking it's always the name that people are going to be focusing on. So you also got Barnes over there. <laughs> the, they're, they're rookie. So I think they were also want to show up for him too, especially since uh, how he treated Obi in summer league. I think they're all going to be ready uh, for that game personally. Okay. So you think yeah. that we beat the bulls, we lose to the Pelicans, we beat the Raptors at home. And then the last game before the next time we talk to you guys, is going to be the Knicks at Pacers, which, again, I don't want to be that guy, man. I really hate to be that guy, but I, I said the Pacers were going to be really good. This really cohesive team. They've been playing really well, dude. Like, I really like this Pacers team. I cannot stop watching them. They're a boring league pass team, but I cannot keep my eyes off them. Um, they, they haven't they, hit they it. Play, they haven't hit their stride yet, which is – that's the thing. They play – they play good basketball, man. They, they just got a new coach in Carlisle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm kind of worried about them. I think this is going to be an L for us. They haven't hit their stride yet. This is where I take this as the win because the game after that, which we'll cover next week against the Bucks, that's going to be the L. Um, I think that team is just 
Three, it's possible that the Knicks go on losing streaks. I know it's hard to imagine at this very moment, <laughs> but I'm just, it, it, it's possible for the Knicks to lose two in a row. It is very possible. I know, but <laughs> it, I think it's like for the Pacers, I don't, for me, it's the Pacers aren't there yet. I don't, I don't like I watched a little bit of them. It doesn't look like they have gelled yet, like fully to close out, to like close out games. So that's why I think this one could be that game where get in there, sneak one out. Then the Bucks. Honestly, it's it'll be interesting. The we'll, we'll get into it next week, but the lineup is really afterwards, where we have to go. Not the Cavs, but it's like Cavs, Sixers, Bucks, Hornets. Yeah, you're looking too far ahead. You're looking too far I know. ahead. Looking that too is far too ahead. far ahead, but that's 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 where I'm. That's that's what I'm looking at. That's where I'm okay. So you got you got three and one. You got beating the Bulls, losing to the Pelicans, coming home versus the Raptors, winning there, and then going on the road and beating the Pacers. Yep. Okay. I have us going on the road, beating the Bulls, beating the Pelicans, coming home, beating the Raptors. Wow. Because they stink. A little four-game winning streak. And then, honestly, falling flat on our face in Indiana. Four-game winning streak? I don't know if Knicks fans can handle a four-game winning streak. Well, good thing we'll be on the road. <laughs> oh, no, actually, no. We'll be in we'll Toronto. We'll be Toronto. We'll be home for that one day. I actually might have to go to that then. Oh, I might, man. I might have to be there. Today I was staring at my – I must say I was staring at my phone today for quite a while, contemplating going to this game today. So – Look at you. I'm going to end up at the Garden a lot this year. If that was a Sunday, I'd be like, hey, why don't you just go there for 730? <laughs> catch the Jets game. I'm like, let me go catch a nice game, a nice enjoyable game. I can't believe the Knicks are the enjoyable The Knicks are the thing that's bringing us hope. I can't get over it. Can't get over it, man. What a life. What a life. But, John, I think that's a good, this is a good place to end it. Uh, good stuff as always, my guy. So, glad to have you back, man. Glad to be back. Once again, you and Greg, Rice, you all did a phenomenal job holding it down. Love the uh, – love the so. oh, that's the one thing I did have to mention about my IQ take. You did mention my game notes for that. So before I get out, let me get this one thing in. I said, <laughs> I said IQ didn't balance it for that game. Yes, he's going to have his games, all right? Of course he's going to have his games. I still think he's learning to understand how to balance being a point guard, which is what the team wants him to be, and to be that lethal scorer. So it takes time. That's all I'm saying. He didn't do it well that night. Not Do not project too far in the future. It is just that night. That's all I have to say. And unless you want to rebuttal, that's where we're going to end. All right. All right, KFTP, Alex. All right. All right. <laughs> and on that... On that note, thank you everyone for tuning in for another Knicks episode of the Knicks Jets Etc. podcast. Please make sure to give us a five star review if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts. If you don't, it's okay, and I'll tell you why. You know why? Why, John? Tell me why. Actually, what? Let's hear it. <laughs> I don't know because we're available on all, all platforms: Stitcher, Amazon Prime. You name it, we are there. Thank you. <laughs> we got Spotify, man, and Google Play, Spotify, on, Amazon, Alexa. We are there. <laughs> Siri. Siri's playing fire. That's a great one. But then we're also on YouTube. If that's where you're watching us, please make sure to hit that like button. Please make sure to hit the notification bell. And please make sure overall, for all those things, hit the subscribe button because it helps us out oh so greatly. 
Also, make sure while you subscribe, check out Winning Picks Weekly. Okay, you got John and Greg, our video producer, who are putting out some great content doing NFL betting right now. They're going to get into NBA betting at some point, but they're doing the call on it, man. I should have listened to them last week. They had the whole lowdown on the Kansas City Chiefs. Unfortunately, I was on my honeymoon. Couldn't really tap in and get the, the 411 on that because I Greg, totally regret it. Greg, totally this regret guy it. took the Kansas City Chiefs as a survivor pick last week against Tennessee Titans. Makes me absolutely sick to my stomach. Unbelievable. Honestly, oh, unforgivable. Unforgivable. Oh, man. And some waffle fries. <laughs> For sure. All right, yo. But wait. But wait. Last thing. Last thing. Please make sure to show, check us out on all social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, you name it, we are there. That's it, everyone. Thank you for tuning in for another next episode. We'll catch you later this week for the Jets preview. Oh, God, <laughs> Jets preview. Let's go, Knicks. Elite Flacco, we are back, baby. Jets are back. Shout out a little penny.